King on Uncensored. And we're going to call this episode Starbucks because Chris Paul a long way from Starbucks, homie. He came a long way. But before we even get to him, 
and this great night in Phoenix, not only uh, Chris Paul history, but Phoenix Suns history, we have to start off with the statuses of these niggas. Now, before tonight's game, it was revealed that Kawhi Leonard was out for game six of this game. And Avisa Zubak was gonna was was went from uh, questionable to doubtful. Also, Ice Trey, you know, who missed the last game with a bone bruise, is questionable for game five with that same bone bruise. But we gonna um, talk about Game Four right now. Milwaukee Bucks and the Hawks. The Hawks beat the Bucks 110 to 88. My God. Now, yes, the Bucks were down as many as 10 when Giannis Antipo Negro was in the game. But, unfortunately, I think it was the third quarter, I believe. And they were just getting back into the game. And the Hawks had ran off like a couple of threes or whatever. Giannis had came down on his leg. I was like, oh my God. I was like, no, that's the ACL. I was like, oh God, no, no. God, no. No, man, no. And, but I saw him get up and walk some of it off. And I was like, okay, you know, a lot of people I hear say you can walk on a torn ACL. I'm like, not everybody can. You just don't walk as good as Giannis walked because, you know, I was I was hope I was thinking the worst. I didn't see the motherfucker tear, but I saw it move. You feel me? So I was kind of worried. So, you know, a lot of people been saying that Chris, little Chris Middleton, warm it up, Chris, Chris Benoit, was the number one, was the Batman of the squad and everything. You know what I'm saying? Thought the nigga was the best player on the Bucks. You know, according to um. Crack five, I mean, stack five, I mean, the dude that got killed by Kwame Brown, who who was a hell of a player, but got exposed by the Kwame man can. This man, literally, him and Kendrick Perkins, you know, you already know my Perk on Perky series is located on YouTube, Can be King Known NBA Music Talk, if you're not familiar with it, you know the Perk on Perky series, this man... Just when he started to make sense, he went back to the dumb country bumpkin he was. With that ignorant comment that Middleton is better than Giannis. <laughs> well, Stephen Jackson and Kendrick Perkins had a chance to prove me wrong. And um, not only was I proven right, <laughs> I just sipped my drink. What's in my cup is in my cup. Don't worry about what's in my cup, young moolah, baby. Yeah, I'm just saying. 
I am just saying, bro. Soon as Giannis went down, that 10-point lead jumped to like 30 points. It went from 0 to 100, nigga, real quick. But despite Giannis's 24 minutes, he did have 14, only have 14 points. Chris Middleton, in 36 minutes, shot an amazing 6 of 17 and an amazing 0 of 7 from 3. <laughs> he had 19 points and 9 assists. You want to know why he got them nine assists? Because he was playing hot potato with the basketball and running from the big moment. Drew Holiday led the team in scoring. You know, that's real. That's a real second option right there. That's a real. He shot six of 17, too. I shouldn't really be praising him, but he did hit two of seven from three and did have not. Actually, I was wrong. Middleton had five assists. Drew Holiday had nine assists with 19 points. Very disappointing as the Atlanta Hawks without their best player. Chris Middleton ought to be ashamed of himself. You let the Hawks without Ice Trey beat you by 22 points. Six niggas in double figures, y'all. Cam Reddish, my boy. The Don Dada from motherfucking Duke. 12 points off the bench. Shout out to Cam Reddish. Danilo Gallinari, 10 points. Um... Lou Will, in his first start, had 21 points and 8 assists. Bogdan Bogdanovich is looking almost 100% as he was had 20 points. And Lou Will shot 7 of 9, 2 of 3. A lot of people saying that said that Lou Will was done. I don't think so. And I had said that Lou Will and Rondo trade was even for both teams. And look at how the Lou Will-Rondo trade played out for both teams. Both teams ended up making it further than they did last year. So shout out to GMs. Clint Capella had 15 points. Kevin Herter had 15 points. This is this is well-coached team basketball in Atlanta. Shout out to Nate McMillan. I'm just saying, y'all. This was team basketball at its finest. Everybody got the ball. Everybody was scoring. Not to say that they played better without Ice Trey. I think they played well with Ice Trey, too. Ice Trey's a team player. The man been averaging, what, eight, nine assists this entire playoffs? But I credit this game to Nate McMillan out coaching Mike Budenholzer. I mean, me and a bunch of my homeboys can out coach Mike Budenholzer. No, yes, the coach isn't out there shooting jump shots. I get it. But have you heard of adjustments? Have you heard of schemes and sets? Tyron Lou knows how to adjust. Even medium average coaches know how to make adjustments and Mike Budenholzer when Giannis went down did not make adjustments they just did stuff just go in there and do stuff That's that looked like the type of coach Mike Budenholzer is Nate McMillan has schemes game plans structure plays But 
We found out that Giannis Antetokounmpo hyperextended his knee and is doubtful for game five. And I kind of knew he was going to be doubtful for game five, but he's definitely going to come back by game six. Because from once I heard hyperextended, I was like, okay, he has a chance to maybe play game five, but definitely be in for six if he's out for five. So the series is tied two to two. I mean, I predicted Bucks and six. I mean, obviously, you know what I'm saying. The Bucks need Giannis to win this series because if Giannis is not there, Ice Trey is going to go to the finals in his first playoffs. That would be historical, nigga, for the Hawks franchise. Hawks ain't been in the goddamn finals in a long time. I think it was since 61. I was wrong on a couple of previous shows when I said the Hawks ain't been in the finals since 68. I mean, 58. They ain't been in the finals since 61. Bob Pettit was big big balling, shot calling. I think he lost his third finals against Boston. But let's move on to tonight's game. Chris Paul in a legacy game, a classic game. This is probably his greatest playoff game since he upset the defending champion San Antonio Spurs in game seven of the first round of the playoffs. This is definitely Chris Paul's best game I've ever seen him play. I know I say best I ever seen because niggas is really stepping their game up. Chris Paul, for the first time, Got it done and made it to the finals. 41 points. Isn't that a playoff career high? My God. The old man showed that he's an old dog with new tricks. Now, that motherfucker still be getting put on skates, though. That motherfucker be looking like ATL and roll bounce on the defensive end. But he makes up for it and hort. And mid-range jump shots. And an occasional nice little three-pointer for the top of the key. Devin Booker contributed 22 points. DeAndre Ayton, Mr. Consistent. 16.17 rebounds. That's a bad motherfucker. Jay Crowder was busting shots. He had had an up-and-down playoffs up until this point. 6 of 11 from 3, 5 of 9. No, 5 of 9 from 3, 6 of 11 from the field, 19 points. Jay Crowder is going to back-to-back finals, y'all. Shout out to Jay Crowder. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that Jay Crowder leaves the Heat to go to the Suns? The Heat lose in the first round in embarrassing fashion. And Jay Crowder is going back to the NBA Finals with playoff experience. You Do you all know, I, I mean, I was watching this on ESPN, but Jay Crowder, you know, outside of, of course, Chris Paul, Jay Crowder has five games of playoff experience, and the rest of his teammates don't have that many. I mean, Torrey Craig has playoff experience, but the rest of them are the Similac, wet behind the ears, they babies. And as I said time and time again, 
I've been saying this from day one. This was Chris Paul's best chance to win an NBA Finals this year. I said this before the playoffs began. And in order for Chris Paul to do that, he got to slay the dragon. And he did that. You got to give him credit and kudos. You got you to show Chris Paul some love. Now, the Los Angeles Clippers... It looked like they kind of quit at the end of that third quarter. Paul George was not engaged. He was literally looking like a number two. He was looking like Middleton tonight. He just literally disappeared. Now, the numbers will fool you all you want. But in that second half, Paul George ain't do a goddamn thing. He wasn't bricking, but he wasn't trying. He was almost goddamn damn near uh, Ben Simmons. But Marcus Morris, 26 points, 9 rebounds. Marcus Morris' last two games have been incredible. The game before that, I don't think I talked about that game, but it isn't necessarily worth it now that they're eliminated now. But Marcus Morris' last two games, that boy been on fire. And he kept the Clippers in the, in the game. Terrence Mann was awful the last two games. And it looked like the, the game before, he wasn't even trying. DeMarcus Cousins was electric. He had 12 points off the bench. Reggie Jackson played like shit tonight. And, a, and was a far cry from... The playoff success that he has had um, this playoffs. He was looking like a serviceable number two option out there with Paul George. Tonight, he looked like the Reggie Jackson that I know and love. Four of 12 from the field. That is unacceptable. 13 points, eight assists. Those are regular Reggie Jackson numbers. Not Dame Jackson. Not the Dame Jackson that he was in this series. Patrick Beverly, 11 points. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. At the end of the game, you know, poor sportsmanship. You know, frustration. I mean, Pat Bev was just mad that Chris Paul got the best of him all night. And decided to... uh get ejected from the game and shower early as he pushed Chris Paul and I loved it to be honest with you I loved it because playoff drama confrontation it's a lost start in this league and I like a guy like Patrick Beverly I ain't go front yes it was wrong what he did but god damn it there's a right and a wrong way okay But I loved it. I loved the push. If you can't win the game, then win the fucking fight. But where does Chris Paul rank all time? Now, I had, you know, it was a, uh, it was a position I had him ranked that a lot of Chris Paul pan- fans would not like. I didn't even have him top 50. I had him, like, at number 70. Not out of hate, but... At the same time, you know what I'm saying, before this night, his playoff success didn't equal his regular season success. And now, with this right here, I'm not going to tell you where I rank him. Just know that he is top 50 
and is completely snug, win or lose in the finals. He is, he has always been an all-time great, but now this shit is solidified. This is his best season. This is going to be the most talked about season in his documentary. That game six is going to be probably a key highlight of his career. But Chris Paul is snug in the top 50 amongst all-time legends. So congratulations to Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, because Paul did not do that shit alone. Tonight, he definitely took command tonight. But as I recall, the Suns did win two games without him and lost two of them with him. I'm just saying. That's just meaning right there that basketball is a team sport. Book and Aiton are just as important as Chris Paul is. And even the veteran play of uh, Jay Crowder. The three-point shooting of Cameron Johnson. The corner shooting of Michael Bridges. Very, very important. And the backup fun play of campaign as well. Now, the land of the eliminated, the Los Angeles Clippers. What should they do? Um, does Kawhi, Let me check and see if Kawhi Leonard actually has a chance to opt out of his contract. I got to check. I got to look into this. Because if he does, yep, he's got a player option. He can opt in or opt out. I don't know. Is I mean, Kawhi Leonard wanted to be in L.A. That is a fact. And Paul George re-upped and got an extension that was out of control. I mean, Paul George did pretty damn good without Kawhi Leonard, though. He took them further than I expected. Because I thought once Kawhi went down, they was going to lose that series against, um, who was that they were playing the second round before they played Phoenix. But they ended up closing out and getting it done. Despite me picking the Clippers initially to win that series that they ended up winning. Oh, yeah, Utah, Utah. Yeah, I thought it was over after that. But let's look at the uh, Clippers free agents next season. Um, Let me see. Los Angeles Clippers free agents. Wow, they have a handful. Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka both have player options. I think Kawhi and Ibaka is a, a package deal, must I say? Reggie Jackson's a free agent. I know. I mean, I know some dumbass team is gonna overpay for him and give him the bag. Probably Detroit go probably go get him back or something. 
Patrick Patterson's a free agent. That nigga didn't come out. His warm up. Nicholas Batum, I'm pretty sure he'll be back. I mean, Reggie Jackson should resign with the Clippers. He'd be a good role player for them. DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, I don't know. That's sketchy. They, I don't know, man. DeMarcus Cousins played great this playoffs. But as far as I'm concerned, if I were the Clippers, I'd beg Kawhi Leonard to opt in for one more year. And let's try this shit again. But also, I would definitely consider shooting my shot at a third option. Because these days, it's all about the big three. I would try to shoot my shot at a disgruntled player. I believe the Clippers are, will always be in the thick of it long as long as they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But that's all I would say about that. Um, let's talk Bobby Brown versus Keith Sweat. I believe Bobby Brown versus Keith Sweat is tomorrow. I am excited. You know, this is a this was an era behind me, but then the era grew with me. But technically, it isn't my era, but it became my era once both of these guys got famous. But, you know, Keith Sweat has the advantage because he has more solo hits. But I think I'm going to go with Bobby Brown in this matchup because, you know, he can get into his new edition bag. Once he, he gets into his new edition bag. It's on. And he can hang with Keith. But Keith Sweat is not no slouch. He is a star on his own. He just can't sing worth a goddamn. Bobby Brown can sing, can hit a note a little bit. Keith Sweat just had that whiny ass voice that would be begging all on these records. But believe me, I mean that's tough beating nobody, beating uh fucking make it last forever, make you sweat. I won her twisted. I mean, but Bobby Brown could pull out Tenderoni. My prerogative, get away, humping around, you know, Mr. Telephone Man. You know what I'm talking about? This is without the papers, something in common. This is without the papes. It's without the paper, dog. You don't have to worry. Every little step I take. Keith Sweat got a right in the wrong way. Keith Sweat got that one joint from New Jack City. There you go telling me no again. That's that's my shit too. Then not to mention Keith Sweat is a songwriter as well. He wrote some hits for a lot of motherfuckers. 
I wonder who's going to use Johnny Gill, their Johnny Gill card. Bobby Brown or Keith Sweat, because both were in groups with him. Little Kim was on the red carpet for the B, the EBT Awards, I should say. I'm not going to respect EBT. I have zero respect for, for EBT. Because it's fucking trash. But Lil' Kim said that her dream versus matchup, she will only battle Nicki Minaj. Now, yes, Nicki has a shit ton of hits, and it's hard to pick 20 from her 40,000 hits. But she's bumbling with the beat. Nikki is a complete knockoff of Little Kim. She, Nikki, in probably the early years of her career to the midpoint of her career, took Little Kim's entire style. She just put a little bit more of a pop appeal feel to it. That's all she did. But that whole style with that rough voice, you know, she tried to twist it up. Add a little Missy on top or whatever, but that's a little Kim style, bro. Lil' Kim got too many fucking hits, bro. And they hit. Can I bring up Crush on You? Thug Love, The Jump Off. This is without reading the paper. I'm bringing up Players Anthem, Get Money One and Two. Okay? Come on, man. We can keep going. Shut up, bitch. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? What was the sing- What was the main sing? Oh, how many licks? Shit. No matter what people say. Like, come on, dude. Is we serious here? No time for fake ones. All about the Benjamins. I mean, come on. Nicki Minaj is not going to beat Kim in the verses. Period. No. Hell to the no. She can bring out all that wacky Fisher Price ass shit that she had. That up and down shit. I mean, like I said. But Kim is superior. But that would be fun to watch because they were rivals. And I wonder if Kim going to bring out Black Friday. That's what I'm wondering. And if if Nikki's going to bring out Roman's Revenge, that will be Roman's Revenge versus Black Friday would be a tough round to gauge. And then another versus idea that's definitely going to come to fruition now. That's a lot more closer to Nikki versus Kim. Beatty Siegel and Noriega. Listen, man, thugs, get get your razors, get your Jabot jeans, and get them three sizes too big. Sag your pants, motherfucker. Get some Timberlands, Scuff Tims, your black Air Forces, nigga. This is for the East Coast lovers. And if you know me, you know I love hip-hop. And I love hip-hop in its purest form. And Beanie Siegel and Noriega matchup is the matchup of all matchups to me. 
I don't give a fuck what y'all niggas, what y'all new age niggas think. Fuck you. This is for me. I feel like they did this for me and niggas like me that love that shit. Beanie Siegel in his prime was an animal. You felt every word he said when he said shit like, get off my dick and put your bitch on it. Got bitch warrants with bitch warrants. <laughs> like, one shot deal. One shot, one kill. Hit you with the one shot steal. How you gonna say you rock Mac? The only nigga that rock Mac is Jay, and that's when he signed the contract. Come on, man. Benny Siegel had lines for days. Dead wrong, like trying to brawl a strong arm a midget? What? Fuck out of here, dude. Fucking Siegel fan. Siegel Street, bitch. Philly. Like, fuck out of here, bull. Shh. You know C come deep on that club shit. Nigga. Fuck you mean, dog. Fuck you mean, nigga. Like, Beans come out with Mac, bitch. What we do. One shot deal. Don't stop. He come out with motherfucking ignorant shit what if he bring Jay out for the verses what if he brings Jay Hove out bro what if he do his verse on you me him and her R dot O dot C dot stop you know what I'm saying change the game bruh you getting this Hove bag I mean Bean's got shit on his own don't get it twisted. What if you bring out the young guns for think it's a game, bro? Y'all forgot about that, huh? That, huh? Mac, bitch, obviously. That's his biggest hit. And Noriega, he ain't no slouch. Noriega got hit hits. He gets his Pharrell back. He bring out that super thug. What if you bring out Capone for that CNN shit? That we gon' start this shit out. We gon' start this shit out. We gon' bang bang. Dog, what if he br- he bring out Grimy? I know you heard. I know you heard. I know what niggas heard. What if he bring out Nas for Body in the Trunk or Blood Money Part Two? Now, if I were to request anything for Noriega. This is just one request, one dream request that I ask. Please bring everybody out for band for TV. That would be one of the biggest moments in hip-hop history if he had Nature, Cameron, and the Locks come out to do band from TV. Now, I know it's going to be tough to replace Pun. I mean, they just let Pun part play. Or you could get Fat Joe to do pun part. That'd be cool. But yeah, banned from TV. I mean, shit. I like Faces of Death, but the but the world ain't heard Faces of Death, which was pretty much banned from TV part two. Man, what if he bring out nothing, nigga? What you wanna do, nigga? What you trying to do, nigga? <laughs> Homeboy, I came to party. Like what? Noriega had hits. I think it'd be close between Beans and Nori. I give the edge to Beans a little bit. 
just by that much. I think it's going to come down to the last round, me personally. And that's how I'm going to rock it, man. I'm going to end this shit right now because I could talk about Beanie Siegel and Noriega all fucking day, bro. But I'm out this bitch.